Hi, welcome to Devo Team's webcast series. My name is Prabhat, and today we are talking about the AWS reInvent that just finished. I'm joined by my two colleagues today, Andy, our practice CTO, and Mark, who has the AWS practice in the UK. They both were there in person, along with some of our colleagues from across the EMEA region. Hi, Andy. Hi, Mark. And it's that we three are wearing the same T-shirt, so that's a good shout. This is one of those times when I like to say what happens in Vegas does not have to stay in Vegas. This year's biggest tech event is over, and we're already missing the AWS vibe. My LinkedIn has been full of reInvent posts, and I can say I got a bit of a FOMO in there. We hope you enjoyed the event as much as the Devo team team did. And we met with peers, customers, partners, enjoyed attending sessions, keynotes, and many thought-provoking presentations. So, Mark and Andy, how was it for you, and how's the jet lag treating you? It seems like a long time ago already, Prabhat. I think I'm just getting over the jet lag and uh, just starting to think about Christmas. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure. And what's the number of steps that you clocked in? Because everybody that I spoke with, they kept telling me about the number of steps that have, they had. And one of our main tips to wear comfortable shoes, I think they must have come handy. Well, on the first day, which was a Sunday, um, I clocked up 27,000 steps, which I wow. think is a I think that's about 14 and a half kilometers. Um, that was uh, that included a quick up and down tour of the Strip, uh, the Las Vegas Strip, and then uh, walking around, just getting familiar with what was going on in, in Vegas before the conference started. Nice one. And Mark, how about you? Uh, it was exhaustive. Um, it's probably the, how I'm feeling about it now. Probably parts of the jet lag, but I'll come on to that. Um, uh, it's a good experience, I think. Um, it's good to catch up with a variety of customers, um, former colleagues, partners, um, people within AWS. I think the good thing is there's people from all around the world kind of flying for it. Um, so, so actually, some of the people that you've been working with for a number of years, or even more recently, you actually get to meet face to face, and I think that's yeah. pretty. Um, you know, you can't beat a face to face meeting, especially when we do so many kind of video calls and things like that. Um, and there's just a tremendous amount of variety in the sessions, fireside chats, uh, there's game day um, activities, there's um, just chalk talks, and and then you walk through the expo and that's just an absolute chaos in there and people picking up swag and seeing all these technology. So I think um, it's, you know, you get to about four or five o'clock and you're like, I've got this in the calendar. Like, you know, I'll be honest, I'm like, I'm going to skip that five o'clock session because I've got to go out for dinner at seven. And so, so, you know, I feel sorry for the people who've got a late session because I think they probably had full sign ups. And then at the time, everyone's like, I'm exhausted from doing 26,000 steps and things. And uh, yeah, I'm still, I think last night I had my first sleep, proper sleep with about eight hours. Wow. Sunday, I was falling asleep. Like, I'd sit down for five minutes and I'd be asleep and I'd wake up 30 minutes <laughs> later. Um, so, so, I'm, I'm, I think I'm over that now. 
Nice, nice. I, I'm sure uh, Andy's dream is to have an eight-hour sleep being a newly made father as well. So it's a dream for Andy. So thanks for rubbing that up, Mark. I think I was seeing a lot of events, even with the time zone difference. I was seeing some of the sessions from the laptop, and there were good notifications coming in when the keynotes are starting. So all in all, it was a great experience from not being present there as well. I wasn't walking, and I wasn't uh, that tired. But I could get a good attention about this, uh, about the keynotes. One of the key keynotes uh, that I saw was from the CTO Werner Vogels, and one one of his quotes that stuck in my mind was, "Evolve or die, but don't try and build an end-to-end -end system from day one. Build systems that can evolve." This is true for IT, tech, agile, and general life methodology as well. You don't want to build a full-fledged product on day one. That that's why we have the concept of MVPs. He also talked about the benefits of building asynchronous, loosely coupled systems and how event-driven architectures enables global scale. That was quite a bit of a uh, revelation from him, and I'm going to talk to Andy about that a little later on. Our predictions around in new instance type regions, that also happened. This was our unanimous prediction. Another thing that stood out for me, and I think very important for UK team, Devo team practice here, and is around the features and the changes that came to Amazon Connect. We've recently got our SDP, and I'm, uh, I've spoken to Mark Russell, who is our practice lead for Connect, who has been working on his demo and getting these other features to the customers to show it to them. So if there are any kind of demos that you like to see on Amazon Connect, please do reach out. With the data analytics session, big changes about big announcement about the zero ATL, which I believe is being considered the future of data warehousing. And also the release of Amazon Data Zone, which makes it faster, easier, and customers to catalog, discover, share, and govern data across AWS and on-premise and third-party sources. All in all, very exciting from the perspective, just attending from a distance, but it was all in all quite a good one. Going to Andy, what are the kind of things that you stood that stood out for you, and some things that you want to share? What were the key announcements in your sense? Yeah, thanks, Prabhat. I think just just to set a little context, I've I've followed AWS reInvent over the years. I actually went to my first reInvent in 2014, but I think I think over many reInvents there was a continuous evolution of their their core infrastructure, adding. DPCs way back in 2009 and evolving that networking capability, um, developing more storage types, the growth of EC2, and then came containers. And then obviously around, around the platform, um, increasing security capabilities and lots of other surround services. And they've now got um, 30 regions globally. And whilst I don't think that's the last um, of you know, the continuous development of the core platform. I think in the last, de definitely in the last two years, if not the last three years, there's been a real increased focus uh, on data analytics. So over the last two or three keynotes, um, so the last uh, Adam Zalipsky's two keynotes and going back to Andy Jassy, a definite focus on data analytics. That was, that's been quite center stage for me at the keynote. Um, they use the phrase data has gravity. So where that means where workloads drift towards the data is. So if, if companies are going to build modern data platforms on AWS, 
then it, it's likely you'll see line of business systems there as well. Um, I don't think building modern data platforms has been easy. Um, it's historically relied on moving data to where the compute is. So um, that's where we've seen ETL for many years that um, organizations have to pick up data and, and, and uh, map it and transform it and move it to, to where, the, where the users need it. And that's, that's really complicated. It's very fragile. I think organizations get bogged down uh, with building ETL. So <laughs> it's kind of a surprise and no surprise that, that Adam Solipsky made a really bold statement in his keynote about the, the death to ETL. Um, and I, I've spent years, many years building classical, you know, ETL pipelines, which, which are really uh, complex for organizations to manage. So, so in the keynotes across Adam and, and also Swami, we saw Aurora Z Zero ETL integration with Redshift. What that basically means is if you build your transactional or line of business system on Aurora, you, you can automatically replicate that data to, to Redshift for, for, um, for analytics purposes, which I think is fantastic. And I can't wait to get started with that. And then we saw a 50% increase in AppFlow connectors, Redshift integration with Apache Spark, Athena integration with Apache Spark, AWS GUI data quality. All of these things uh, go towards helping um, organizations have to avoid those ETL pipelines. But I think the real big thing that I was really surprised at, and you touched on it, is the Amazon data zone. This is the ability to discover and share data at scale across your organizational boundaries with governance and access controls. You get a, you get a 360-degree 360 view of your business data, regardless of where it's stored, and it allows data producers um, to produce data and easily make that available to data consumers. I think that's uh, really pivotal. Um, AWS didn't talk about the phrase data mesh all week, but I can definitely see capabilities going in that direction. And I think that's going to be a game changer for customers that want to build data and analytics capabilities on the platform. No, it's a nice one. Uh, I saw a lot of this made quite a bit of sense, and there were quite uh, lots of conversations on internet about this. Mark, going to you, you had uh, predictions around things and what do you think your sustainability being your focus area what are the what's your tk takeaways from it uh so so firstly um i think this might have been andy's prediction actually but um around aws supply chain i think it's aws supply chain not amazon supply chain um that they would that amazon would look to release more industry solutions rather than lego bricks like a package solution and i th actually thought that um Whilst I've not necessarily worked in that area, I thought that was a really interesting kind of solution and service um, that they that they released and and talked about. And um, you know, it, it came under a couple of different. Um, it reminded me very much like even the console, the way it looked, was quite similar to Amazon Connect. So you can kind of see there might be a you know a continued theme of of AWS business applications that they start to. To release so i thought that was 
um, particularly interesting. And, and the solution looked really cool, actually. I was quite impressed by it, whether it works with customers. You know, it, it will evolve over time, much in the way that Amazon Connect has. Um, but I thought that was interesting. In, in regards to sustainability, um, there was no major announcement. Might touch on more later. Um, it wasn't a major announcement, but um, there was no major changes. As we know, the sustainability pillar was added last year. Um, but I would say that there was a bit of an undercurrent in many of the talks I talked about where there was either a footnote about sustainability or it was a broader part of the general talks, actually. Um, it might have been that most of the ones, well, probably about half of the ones that I attended were with that topic, but I felt it was much more prominent this year, even down to the swag, actually. I think there was less swag because people are now considering sustainability in in regards to, you know, what should we be giving away? Um, but yeah, I did, um, I did note sustainability was across a lot of different sessions, but, but actually what was more prominent was inclusion. Um, so sustainability and inclusion and, you know, to the point where when we registered, we were given the option to have a, uh, an inclusion badge to say that we were an ally, um, that there was, you know, there's a badge with green, amber, red of, are we happy for someone to talk to us, approach us and talk to us? Um, and also um, uh, language badges as well. So, so I thought that was um, that was a pretty interesting kind of change. And actually, in the expo hall, there was a there was a diversity and inclusion stand that was doing talks all day. Um, the specific sessions, much more than probably previous times on inclusion. So, yeah, just just some of the things that people may not have necessarily noticed because they're really into all the tech sessions and everything um yeah so i thought i thought that was interesting probably a, a positive step in the right direction oh, i i think i really like this because i've seen at least the 30 posts on reinvent 2022 from everybody and nobody has spoken about this is a news to me then and it's it's pleasant to hear that that they were being very inclusive of genders and kind of the world that we live in you look look after those. that's a very good shout there thanks for that mark uh from from my sessions uh, of course i like the keynote session by adam and werner Wagels both but uh, one of the partner keynotes by ruba brono showed the kind of lothrop uh, partner ecosystem that has grown we are an aws partner uh we've been one winning awards previous at previous reinvents as well but one of the key things that stood out was some of the partners who i know have been new into the line in the uk as well who got nominated and shown up on the screen that was pretty cool i'm a big fan of gregor hope so one of his sessions that i uh, heard was around where he was talking about reframe your thinking about modern cloud and serverless the man is a legend and i really like uh, what the way he approaches any topic is really cool I'm a big fan of Mac uh, program as well. So I heard Faraz Shafiq's uh, presentation on how Map focuses on modernization and not just about migration. In fact, one of the talks that Andy and I did a few weeks ago with AWS was about that Map is not only just about a rehost; it's a lot about re-architect and modernization as well. So. I had a good time as well. So it was quite nice to hear some of the things uh, shown on the kind of on sessions that I was able to catch up. 
going back to our next segment, which is like an interesting segment, we should have bet money. But if I had bet money, I would have definitely lost. But Andy has definitely won his money because he made we made, we had a section in the last reinvent uh, session was where we were talking about what are the predictions that you think. Andy made his prediction about packaged offering, which was around supply chain. So Andy, here you go. If we were in a kind of a contest, I would give you 10 pounds right now. And in that sense, that was a good prediction that came up true. Uh, for Mark, anything on sustainability that you saw that something uh, was your prediction? Would you like? Uh, I, I might not be picking up my 10 pounds is what I'd say. So um, again, um, major announcements not not really around sustainability i think what what i did here was probably you know i've not seen it before um was case studies more customers talking about yeah. sustainability so um one of those sessions where i stumbled on was the energy there was a fireside chat um in the energy and utilities industry track which was duke energy and siemens talking about duke energy i think is a u.s energy-based business i haven't seen them in europe um siemens obviously world-renowned um technology kind of provider um uh but they were talking around what they were doing with aws whether it was iot services whether it's actually running their infrastructure on aws um and how it where we're using it to build out solar panels and the solar panel business um across kind of the us that was generally just a really interesting conversation um i also went to other sustainability talks about um how to uh, approach sustainability how to optimize your architectures on um to be more sustainable uh particularly i cannot remember it was another american um automotive business who were looking at tracking you know look rather than actually having sustainable architecture is building a sustainable operation through tracking um their vehicles and their supply chain through iot um and the other note i would add is Kind of that dual savings so aligning finops with sustainability so you you know when you make changes to from a finops perspective you also gain kind of um carbon emission savings as well um so that was another thing that kind of prominently came out so uh, you know it wasn't a keynote prediction but but you know there's far more um i think in total there might have been God, I think there was two slides worth. At one point, I've got, I've got, I took a picture of it. About two slides worth of talks, like listed. So, maybe I, I, twenty-four is the number, but but there was a lot more sustainability this year. So maybe I get half my stake back. Maybe I get five pounds rather than ten pounds. Okay, I think sustainability was the underlining conversation with everywhere. I was speaking to our head of DevOps, Graham Zabel, a couple of weeks back, and he spoke about how FinOps at a macro level looks at from in the sustainable IT as well. So we had a chat about that. That was interesting. So uh, I had made my predictions about EKS. I did a control search. None of the conversations about EKS. So I'm absolutely losing this round. So this is like really learning curve for me. So uh, looking at the last segment, any last minute thoughts, Andy, or anything that you that we haven't spoken about that was something that you really liked and enjoyed, wanted to sue that again, anything that you want to share? I think um, you just touched on sustainability. I think one of the things that Adam mentioned was that uh, AWS is 85% of their 
uh, they're 85 percent of their uh, way through their journey to 100 percent renewable energy uh, by 2025 which is not long away right it's 2023 soon so so they're well on the way on that journey but he mentioned something that i'd never heard of before and that was they also have a goal to be water positive by 2030 which basically means that they want to give back more water than they consume so i went and look that up today actually there's a really good um uh article on the amazon website which talks about how they how they're going to achieve that achieve that but they they essentially do it in two ways so um so amazon contributes to non-profit uh, organizations and their projects that uh that aim to in increase the availability of drinking water in the local communities that they operate in they they obviously work on improving water efficiency in the data center so they build efficient cooling um one of the one of the things they do there is they 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 aim to stop using drinking water for cooling and they also give back water so for example in, in california they they give water to local farmers for their uh, irrigation of crops and things like that so so that water positive uh, aspect I, I found really interesting just because I hadn't heard it before, and then obviously uh, Werner's talk about um, um, evolving your architectures, building systems that need to evolve. He, he talked about Gaul's law. I'd never heard of that, if I'm honest, um, which states that all complex systems that work evolve from sy simpler systems that work. Um, and I think he gave a really interesting talk on that. He talked about um, the synchronous and asynchronous nature of systems and that the world we live in is uh, is asynchronous by design um i don't know if that whole conversation was lost on people but um i found it interesting because i've worked on systems uh where you need to make design decisions about whether something's synchronous or asynchronous but uh i thought that was uh, really interesting so we should probably do another talk on that uh, and talk about serverless and talk about architectures that need to evolve perfect thanks andy for giving us inputs for our next session and thanks both of you i think we already have a date for reinvent 2023 as well it's 27 november i think i saw it somewhere and uh, we look forward <laughs> working alongside the new services that have been launched i've been talking to amazon account managers and the sellers and within the teams in in london and there's a lot of uh, excitement about what are the kind of features coming up, customer obsession, they lead from it, cost reduction, they see it as a big time change in the kind of recession that we are in as well. So we look forward to having those kind of changes. And if customers are looking to hear about the kind of things that we see as a technology will change, how cloud strategy will change with respect to these things, please do give us a shout. Thank you for taking your time to listening to us today. If you would like to have a chat or know more about us, look into the comment section and there's a contact us form or reach out to us on LinkedIn. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, Mark, for taking our time for this today.